Welcome to the Black Doctor Collective Podcast. We as Black doctors are in a unique position. We can change our communities, healthcare, and the world. Of course, we start by changing the way we see and value ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Shanika Horn, pediatrician and physician coach, travel extraordinaire. I am so happy to have you here and listening. So let's get into it. It's the end of the year, a time that forces reflection. So when you look back at the year, are you happy with what you see? Uh, Maybe the year was so unremarkable that nothing even stands out. Maybe the low points only stand out or, or, or maybe there were great moments, but you're not thrilled overall with a lack of progress. Perhaps something you've been working towards didn't work out. Maybe you had a failure. Maybe you're ready to quit or wondering if you should pivot. Maybe you're hoping with the new year, things will turn around. This week, I want to talk to you about failure and quitting or pivoting. Because everyone in medicine has failed at some point, we know. And as quiet as it's kept, it's actually good for us. It's critical to our growth for our revaluation. But just the word failure elicits a visceral response for me. Like feelings of regret or shame, not guilt, because guilt and shame are different. And that guilt is, I feel bad, and shame is, I am bad. You can thank Brene Brown for that clarification. Hey, Brene. We do not like to fail. We hate the thoughts and subsequent emotions that come with failure. Failure meaning, I'm not good enough. Failure reinforcing our feelings of inadequacy. Maybe, insert whoever doubted you in the past, was right. Maybe the negative things I sometimes feel about myself or think about myself are true. Like, maybe I'm not qualified. Maybe I made a mistake. Maybe I shouldn't be here doing this. After a failure, the key is what happens next. I mean, after the shame spiral. Do you reflect on how you failed? how to move forward, improve, do you learn a new approach? Or do you throw in the towel? Do you give up, pack it up, walk away? Before medical school, I took failure as a challenge. Hmm, didn't pass organic chemistry? No problem. I'll reapply myself and take it again. That class is ridiculously hard for no reason anyway. Ouch, my MCAT score sucked. No problem. I'll study harder and I'll retake it and I will succeed. I didn't get into a medical school in America. Whatever. My family's Caribbean. I've always wanted to live there anyway. I will go to this Caribbean medical school. I will prove that no hurdle is too large. I will get to my goal destination. Hi, haters. However, Medical school and training changed that attitude for me. It became, oh, my scores are low. Man, am I smart enough to even do this? 
crap, I failed step three. Like, what are people going to think of me? Will they still think I'm qualified to even be a doctor? Am I smart enough to do this? How will I convince someone to hire me? Do I give up? So let's talk about quitting. Our whole life, we hear no pain, no gain. Pain is temporary. Quitting lasts forever. If at first you don't succeed, try, try, try again. If you quit once, it becomes a habit. So never quit. Quitting is never an option because you're just too legit to quit. When something doesn't work the first, the second, even the third time, we often tend to dig in our heels. I mean, medicine is like about perseverance, right? And there's always someone to tell us an inspiring story about how many times it took. How many times it took for Tom Edison to make the light bulb or Ford? How many times he went bankrupt and then forced his team to create the engine he wanted to become successful? WD-40, the lubricant. You know why it's called WD-40? Because that was the 40th formula before they got it right. So we're always encouraged to be perseverant and resilient. I mean, if someone calls you a quitter or a loser or a failure Oof, those are fighting words, and I feel that in my gut. We are willing to incur future losses because we do not want to feel the shame and regret, and we insist on getting our return on investment. Otherwise, we believe we are bad, shame, or we're letting people down, disappointment, failure. So, Even when we know something isn't working, we'll dig in some more. We will spend more time and more resources trying to get it to work. We love hitting a challenge or a barrier and saying it's only considered failure when we've given up completely without ever trying again. Just imagine what would have happened if Michael Jordan quit after getting cut from his high school basketball team. What if Jay-Z or Mama Oprah quit after they were told they were no good? And on and on and on. These people faced failure and they went on to be the greatest. Whether you think you have the potential to be the greatest or not, how you decide when something is a lost cause, how do you decide and, and when should you quit? When is failure a sign of growth or a sign of progress? When is it a sign that you've hit a dead end? Do not pass go. Do not collect $100. One fear of mine personally is that it's very easy to stay in something longer than I should because I'm so afraid that it could be defined as a failure. And you see this continuously in society, right? A marriage that comes to an end is a failed marriage. Things like that. And those evoke emotions. Emotions are so powerful. In fact, everything we do is in an effort to feel or not feel an emotion. I want to feel good. So I do these things. Even when we are doing things for other people, it's because it makes us feel good. So when you think about your emotions and what's driving you, are you listening to yourself? 
At this point, I feel like if you've been listening to the previous episodes, you'll see the theme. If you're not listening to yourself, if you're not setting your own goals, if you're not creating the definitions that you live by, the time to start is now. When you have failed or you feel ready to quit or pivot, are you reflecting? What does your inner voice say? And I'm not talking about your inner ego voice, the one that keeps you small and tells you negative things and preaches inadequacy. Now tell that heifer to quiet down. Hopefully, if you've been practicing positive self-talk, she's getting quieter anyway. I'm talking about the voice that knows that you are capable of amazing things, the voice that comes up with your dreams, that makes you feel like you want more, the voice that can tune out the outside, say goodbye to the doubters. I'm, I'm talking about that. If we are attempting things repeatedly without checking in on that voice, without listening to our emotions, without reflecting on why we're doing something and why it's not working for us, that that is the loss. All of the things we do to mitigate that loss is just so we avoid the negative feelings. Let's circle it back to shame and regret and disappointment. I think you're getting the theme here. Unfortunately, without reflection, it also means that we're prolonging it. Rather than sitting in it or growing through it, we sit there trying to fix a broken thing because it feels less painful in the immediate to have what feels like a solution, you know, because winners never quit and quitters never win. I mean, the quote is still true in a way, right? But not in the way we generally think. We think it means completing every single thing we've ever set out to do when it really means that you can pivot or change paths. The point is just to keep moving forward. Also, destinations change. That's okay too. So let's reframe because you know I love a reframe. Quitting is not losing. Failing is actually growth. Failure is not bad. It's a necessity. It is part of our story, our success. Honestly, in other fields, having a failure under your belt is like required for an investor to devote money to your latest project. Like if you're in tech or if you're an entrepreneur, So at this point, you're like, okay, Shanika, but like, where's the line? And I am so glad that you asked because it's definitely not for anyone else to determine. It's not for me. It's only for you. So the question and consideration is, do you trust yourself to determine what is good for you? Can you discern giving up because you're afraid or discouraged or you feel like an imposter from appropriately quitting something that's not working from you? Like, how do you discern that? Do you know how? If yes, identify what emotions you have that let you know things are not going well. Consider how to allow yourself to feel these because ignoring them is what's giving them the power over your life. And if you always avoid a negative, guess what? It's not actually going away. If no, if you're not sure, then there's work to be done. This is a point where I tell you to invest in your personal development, always, 
because investing in yourself is always a win. You should know. If a decision on quitting or failure needs to be made more quickly than it takes time for you to personally develop, this is the one time I'll say get an outside perspective. Someone who genuinely has your best interest at heart, who can offer up some pros and cons because still it's you making the decision. This is why you need people in your life that aren't just yes people or people who are steps ahead of you and can see things in a way that you haven't seen yet. You're going to them for perspective, not the decision. And once you make a decision to stay or pivot you have to consciously decide to worry less about what others are thinking of you because that's also another way to hold yourself back. It sometimes helps to realize all this time that you spend thinking about yourself, everyone else is doing the same, right? Like they're also just thinking about themselves. And honestly, it doesn't really leave much time for them to be thinking about you. If that doesn't help, realize that not everyone's opinions of you should matter. I mean, we are absolutely neurologically hardwired to care what people think about us. It's a survival mechanism. Community means safety, survival. But it's also important to recognize that unless someone's directly contributing to your survival, maybe their opinion should count significantly less. Teddy Roosevelt has this good quote, and he says, it's not the critic who counts. Not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there's no effort without error and shortcoming. But who does actually strive to do the deeds? Who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat." You are in the arena, folks. You are the strong man or woman, because, you know, he left it out. You are the doer of the deeds. You will make mistakes. You will fall down. You will fail. You will quit. Every time you must make the decision, you need to decide to continue, to change directions, There's no right or wrong answer. Sometimes you stay the course. Sometimes you quit. It all depends on how you see it. It all depends on why you do it. So you must learn to trust yourself. Genuinely, if these episodes speak to you, if you are unsure how to set your own metrics, generate positive self-talk, trust your gut, if you feel shame, regret, guilt, or maybe you're good at those things like you're good at positive self-talk but you still feel like you're not at your potential maybe you're checking all the boxes that should lead to fulfillment but mm, nada this is the point where I recommend you look into coaching 
If you are ready to grow, if you are ready to be in the driver's seat, if you're tired of living to the standards of others, if you don't know how to determine your value, if you don't know what to ask for, if you don't know how to ask for it, I implore you. I started my personal journey, my personal development journey, because I wanted to feel better about myself. I wanted to stop doubting myself. I mean, I got into medicine initially because like everyone, I desperately wanted to help people. I really wanted to feel like my life was impactful. And I also wanted that work-life balance more than one month of vacation a year, having to spend the weekends staring at the ceiling if I so pleased. And I didn't want to work myself into exhaustion to afford it, but to be And not to be too tired to plan it or enjoy it, right? In order for this life to happen, I would need more money, more vacation, more flexibility. Honestly, I was kind of hoping to just stumble upon the job that would just offer it up to me on a platter. Because I had no clue how to get it. I was hoping. I was crossing my fingers behind my back. I was wishing on 11, 11 a.m. and p.m. 444. I'm wishing on stars candles add to my limiting beliefs that I could even ask that I couldn't really is what I thought I mean I threatened to quit medicine umpteen times for umpteen reasons I read all the self-help books I took free webinars and none of it was working really because It is something that I wanted. I wanted to achieve a particular goal, but I just did not know how. So I eventually exercised my credit card limits to hire a coach. And within months of starting coaching, I became fully invested in myself. Like I I set my own work hours. This year, I traveled to six countries and only worked eight months of the year. And I did it without becoming homeless. Or reverting back to the ramen noodle diet of my college years. I practice on my own terms. And now I have a growing coaching business teaching the very tools I used to get here. Hmm. Remember when I wanted to spend more time helping people and being in fact impactful? Here I am. If you're new to personal development... You're not sure what it means for you. I'm going to read you from Jen Sincero's book, You Are a Badass, because I really think she captures it well. She's talking about how even if your life isn't going terribly, maybe sometimes your life is a snooze. And the reason you would get into something like coaching is, she says, this is about getting mighty clear about what makes you happy what makes you feel the most alive and then creating it instead of pretending you can't have it or that you don't deserve it or that you're a greedy, egomaniacal fathead for wanting more than you already have or listening to what dad and Aunt Mary think you should be doing. It's about having the cojones to show up as the brightest, happiest, badassiest version of yourself whatever that looks like to you. The good news is that in order to do this, all you need to do is make one simple shift. You need to go from wanting to change your life 
to deciding to change your life. You'll probably have things, you'll probably have to do things that you never managed, managed. Why can I not say that word? You'll probably have to do things you never imagined you'd do. Because if any of your friends saw you doing it or spending money on it, you'd never live it down. Or they'd be concerned about you or they'd stop being friends with you because now you're all weird and different and you'll have to believe in things you can't see as well as some things you have full on proof are impossible. You're going to have to push past your fears, fail over and over again, and make a habit of doing things you're not so comfy doing. You're going to have to let go of the old, limiting beliefs and cling to your decision to create a life that you desire, like your life depends on it. Because guess what? Your life does depend on it. As challenging as this may sound, it's nowhere as brutal as waking up in the middle of the night, feeling like someone has parked a car on your chest, crushed under the realization that your life is zooming by and you have yet to start living it in a way that has any real meaning to you. Thanks, Jen Sincero, for that beautiful passage. I have recommended her book before. You are a badass. I recommend it again. Okay. I think you've gotten the message. (laughs) So this being the last episode of the year and of this season, again, I tell you, check out coaching. If you don't know where to look, go to theblackdoctor.com. I talk about coaching. I offer coaching. If you're interested in hearing about it, feel free to hit me up. And I'd like to just send you off with a list of things that you really should quit. So let's quit waiting until fill in whatever marker you're waiting for to be happy. Like stop waiting for a rock bottom. Quit prioritizing someone else's opinion above your own. Quit overworking and sacrificing for companies, hospitals, employers that are not loyal to us. Quit griping about how your life sucks or is hard with your equally struggling friends, colleagues, neighbors, whoever. Quit wishing, hoping that things will just work themselves out. It's time to decide. You have to go from wanting to change your life to deciding to change your life. Take action. I hope you have a happy holidays. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to the podcast. And what I want you to do next is write a review. I'm going to make this so easy for you. Just go ahead and give me five stars, but also leave a comment that tells me how we can be off the charts. I want you to link us everywhere you can. Instagram at The Black Doctor, The Black Doctor website to join our newsletter. Just become part of our collective. I want you here. Thanks. Until next time. Bye. Mm